Welcome to Chats with Susan Burrell. And that's me. I help strong, capable women who have pockets of self-doubt access their inner wisdom and clarify their own truth. Chats with Susan Burrell is where we have rich conversations about empowerment, radiating your brilliance out into the world, and loving yourself more than you ever have before. And who doesn't want that? So let's get started. Sherry Burke is joining me today, everybody, and I'm so excited to have her. We This has kind of been a, a, a thing that's been meaning to happen for several months between the two of us, having this conversation on air. So Sherry Burke has something called the Reinvention Playbook. And Sherry, that caught me when you first introduced yourself to me, because reinvention is been, has been like the story of my life, you know? Uh, yes. Constant reinvention. I'm I'm a Scorpio, and the um, the uh, metaphysical uh, item attached to Scorpio is the Phoenix rising out of the ashes, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's been my life. You know, several I can maybe six times I've had to reinvent. Oh, I can so appreciate that, as that's been really the genesis of the reinvention playbook was my personal reinvention. And many times it came out of the um, ashes, so to speak, (laughs) literally. Would you share a little bit of that with our listeners of, of how, of what occurred and why you had to reinvent yourself? Well, there are probably two big areas that stick out for me. And one of them is at one point in my life, I had an issue with drugs and alcohol. And I knew I was at that crossroads where I either followed it down to the end or I made major changes. And I really chose to make those major changes in my life and to reinvent myself and learn how to live with out drugs and alcohol as a solution for many things that I used it for. So uh, that must have been really scary to make that choice. It was very scary. It was very challenging. And I literally needed to have a whole new tool bag of tools to use because the old ones were no longer working. They were no longer available. And it was literally a one step at a time, one moment at a time kind of process. And, and, and so what was the uh, result for you now, having, having made that choice? It sounds like you made a choice to live. Yes, I did. And in the course of uh, choosing life, I had to really look at everything in my life as to whether or not I kept it or made different choices. And by most respects, they were all new choices. It was new friends. It was new solutions. It was new ways of doing things. And a heavy reliance on uh, a spiritual connection and really leaning into that reliance on on a uh, higher power that I choose to call God. Yeah, yeah. I, that seems to be true for so many people, whether it's um, choosing to live your life 
free from alcohol and drugs or choosing to live your life free from uh, an unhappy marriage. It, it, at least in my experience, that having that inner um, connection to, to source, to, to God, if that's what you call it, helps because then you then there's the ability to develop the trust that you're going to be okay and that you're never alone even if in the darkest night you feel like you are there's just something larger than us right sherry oh exactly and it truly is that having someone larger than myself to rely upon and not being alone that um, many times has been what's made the difference in what my next step was. It's, it's that sometimes there's no one else to call except right. that spiritual relationship. Yeah. You know, so I, I would imagine you have similar um, experiences with clients as I do working with people to help them reinvent themselves and or reclaim themselves and become true owners of their own life. I, because what I want to say is there are so many people out in the world that don't know that they are bereft of an inner life, that the inner life is the thing that leads you into your greater um, expression and greater creativity and greater life happier life and a lot of people build a shell around themselves thinking they're doing all the right things and that's been my experience as well and many times what i've also discovered is that people have had such a bad relationship with um say organized religion in the past mm -hmm. that they have thrown out everything they've thrown out the baby with the bathwater when in fact what's important is to find something some spiritual connection no matter what it is and it doesn't have to be in the midst of maybe what the religion was of yeah. our youth <laughs> it could be nature it could be um, the universe could be any one of a number of things. It's that important connection. And yes, all too often people think, oh, well, I can't deal with those things. So I'll just do it myself. And yeah. sometimes we need something more than that. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's the work that you do, right? In, in helping people to reinvent themselves. You're, you're a coach and you help them um, begin to gather all the good tool sets that they need, yes? Yes, I work with my clients as a reinvention guide and as a money mentor. And we look at what are the tools that you need to have. And some of it is in fact that uh, spiritual connection. Some of it is how you nurture yourself and others of it are knowledge and the habits that you have surrounding uh, your daily life and what you use uh, as part of that tool set as I mentioned. So let's talk about this piece because here, here we're talking about <clears throat> we're talking about a spiritual connection within you know not above or outside of but within 
And, yes. and then you're, you're also doing something with clients about money. And yes. I, so I have a, I currently have a client who we're working on her um, financial well-being. We've yes. been working on a bunch of other stuff. She's finally strong enough and believes in herself to then now look at her money. And it's interesting to me because she, when I say, well, you know, spirit is the source of money. You know, money is just an energy system. It's a currency. And she, she, at the beginning, when I would introduce that idea, it, it, it she couldn't understand it. You know, she kind of look at me funny, like, okay, yeah, if you say so. And, and money is definitely when I think attached to how we, how we trust source within us. Uh, it is certainly a piece from my experience, one of those. Another big piece of our relationship with money is what we grew up with. Yes. And all of the um, stories that we learned most of us never had any training, formal training or education around it. Now, I'm a, a trained uh, accountant, a CPA, and I have an MBA in, in real estate finance. And yet, I did not learn how, how to manage my personal money in oh, all of that education. You right. You hear that story yeah. all the time. And so, the... Um, some of the solution to changing that around is getting underneath that story and beginning to change it and debunk it and to uh, let go of what might be a, a scarcity mentality or, oh, I'm not smart enough to deal with that or I oh, I'll just let someone take care of me. I'll wait for Prince Charming to come along. And, and when he doesn't show, <laughs> we're up the creek. Well, I, I'm raising my hand as you're saying that, Sherry, because that I uncovered for myself uh -huh. was my belief is uh, because I was raised that way. I think many yes. women were raised that way, that the man is the provider. And yes. men should be, you know, so... My ex-husband, when he wasn't providing, it put me in a huge conflict that I didn't know I had because, wait, you're supposed to be the one working, not me, you know, that kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. And I, as I got out of that relationship, and now I'm, I'm with my current spouse, who's fabulous, I had to clarify who's providing for me, not the man, yes. right? Right. The man wants to love me. And take care of me in that kind of a loving relationship. But my financial um, well-being is not based on the fact that he has money. It no. helps, but it's about me taking care of me. That's empowering to me now. It is. And, and sometimes I think we get money and abundance commingled and confused. Oh, because that. we can live a life of abundance mm -hmm. and have a very small amount of money. We can have an abundance of spirit. We can be surrounded and have an abundance of love. We can have an abundance of people that 
we have in our life that we care about, that they care about us, it is not necessarily about the size of our bank account. Many times we hear stories about people who have a huge bank account and we believe, oh, they must be fabulously happy and they are suicidal mm -hmm. because what's missing is that spiritual connection and that abundance mm -hmm. with thinking as well. So there's some of that shift that I work with my clients to uh, help get into themselves in their, their very deepest part of them. And then, yeah. and, uh, then I'm sorry. and then they begin to understand that whole flow of abundance within the universe and, and how it can be in currency, it can be in love, it can be in, in just the surroundings of ourselves. Yeah, so that's a multifaceted um, teaching that you have, mm -hmm. coaching that you have, because it's, it, it, in my experience with my clients, there's there so many different layers, and we're all so different and unique that there, you know, it's not a one-size-fits-all. So there's not a spirituality that's a one-size-fits-all. That's yeah. why there's so many world religions and philosophies that have been around for centuries because it's not a one size fit fits all and then there's also the separation of you know if you will church and state where people compartmentalize well that's my spiritual side but but my financial side is different and and i don't think it i don't think it is i think it's all connected it it, it that's my thinking as well i too believe that it is all connected and when we develop ease and comfort with our skill in living life and having a strong relationship with um, a god and we begin to open ourselves to the abundance thinking not only in currency but in life that, you know, it's, we begin to see that they are in fact one and the same. So let me ask you this question, Sherry, because uh, I had a client <laughs> in my office, in my chair. She's an amazing person, very spiritual. And she said to me, but I can't have money because that's not spiritual. And I just about, I just about slapped her if I, <laughs> Because that is such a, 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 a broken thinking to yes. me because there was no one that ever said you have to be poor. People are going to be triggered by this. No one ever said poverty is a gift. It can be a choice. Yes. You may be born into it, but to say in order to be a spiritual being, whether you're a guru on a mountaintop or a, a monk in a monastery, it, and you have to be poor, that is, you're, you are not honoring God. And I am very much in agreement with what you're saying. And many times what, um, you know, people have confused being spiritual with is poor. Yeah. And yet, 
when we have something that rings so true to ourselves, a passion project, that as we have attracted money into our life, we can do more giving to that passion project as the size of our wallet is much greater. And there's a amazing spirituality in giving. In, yes. in fact, giving and tithing has been a major component of every religion since the beginning of time. And the conversation of always giving a portion of your earnings to something that's important to you. It doesn't have to be a church. It can be a cause that rings your heart, opens up the flow of abundance. It kind of is, is like that uh, uh, with the pump. It's priming the pump when we give. And that's about as spiritual, I think, as it gets. Well, what you're talking about, Sherry, is the, um, the law of circulation. Yes. And in order to receive anything, whether it's more love in your life or more money, you have to give out first. Because what happens is in the giving, there becomes an empty space for the universe, God, source, energy, spirit, whatever you want to call it to come back into your life or into your body or into your consciousness and fill it up again. So it's, when, when you say priming the pump, that's the pump, right? That's the, the exactly. Our heart beats and um, pumps blood. It circulates and we are beings of circulation. And if we're not circulating our love or circulating our finances in a healthy way, then of course we're going to um, be stuck or feel unhappy or begin to develop disease in our bodies because we're not doing what we were meant to do naturally. Yes. And you touched on another piece of that law of circulation, and that was the receiving part. And many, many times people have an issue with receiving. Yeah. And it begins to touch again on some of those lifelong stories. Oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I don't deserve to receive. I, I just want to give. And that is enough. And yet when we don't allow ourselves to receive, what we are doing on the one hand is saying, oh, no, no, um, I'm... Um, better than you are because I can give. Oh. And yet at the same time, by allowing ourselves to receive, we open ourselves up to other gifts, other pieces of abundance that are ever present in the universe. You know, Sherry, you just articulated my life. Like, oh, no, no, I can't receive here. Let me do something for you. Oh, let me just give you this. Let me, you know, oh, no. And um, I have chills. It's so funny that you brought that piece up because it's all about me. Um, <laughs> 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 but 
um, so I have this book that I've written called Live an Empowered Life, a 30-Day mm-hmm. Journey. And, um, and I'm so excited about it. And I hadn't quite thought, I mean, I had my idea of what's going to happen after the book gets here, but I hadn't really thought about the actuality of it arriving to my house. Mm-hmm. And yes. so I came home and there were five boxes full of my book. Oh my God. And I, and I started crying and, and my spouse is like, it's good. I said, I, I now have to receive, I have to receive mm-hmm. all that's going to be coming towards me because this book uh, is going to be so powerful for individuals, I believe. And I have to receive all of whatever that that book is going to bring by it going out into the world, you know? And so there's that circulation again. And, and, you know, and so I wrote a book about living empowered life and I'm constantly having to do my own work of loving myself and feeling valuable and worthy and, you know, and building, it's a constant muscle I personally have to build. I'm sure that's true for many people. It is very true. And I think when you call it a muscle, you've really hit on it. It is not a one and done. Yeah. And many times it's that one, oh, it was so uncomfortable. I don't ever want to feel that way again. That just kind of represents the very first step in, in that new journey. And that's when we need to follow on with a second and a third and just keep allowing ourselves to be open to receiving as well as to giving and sharing. And we have that complete circulation, which is right at the center of an abundant life. Yeah. Yeah. And an empowered life. And an empowered life. Definitely. So Sherry book Burke has the reinvention playbook, which is an ebook. They can, people can get it on Amazon. Yes. Well, it's more an umbrella of some of the various items that today I'm working on writing the actual book, but it is an umbrella. And right now what I've been most focused on has been the uh, money track And it's one that I call the treasure map. And it's in that treasure map that I probably have more things available. In fact, I have a gift for your listeners, the 101 ways to save money. Oh, yeah. And they're... There are small things that as you start to look at each one of them, they're, they're doable. And in the doing what they wind up with is a little more in your pocket that you can accumulate and save for something bigger, maybe something that you create a source of income with in the future. Oh, or fabulous. go on vacation with. Yeah, fabulous, yes. fabulous. Yes. I appreciate you offering that gift to our listeners and it'll be on, um, the link will be on Facebook. And, Great. And then uh, the your website is the reinventionplaybook.com, yes? Yes, it is. So can people also go there to find out more? 
They can certainly go there to find out more. They can find out how to contact me if they want to have a, a conversation about anything that we've talked about or if they want to have a specific conversation about how can they move themselves forward on their own treasure map. Great, great. Yeah. Sherry Burke, thank you for joining me. Finally, we got to do this. Oh, yes. I'm so I'm, glad we did. Me thank too. You. Me too. And I'm so grateful for the work that you're doing out in the world, Sherry. And I'm so grateful for you choosing life. Thank and you. Therefore, making the lives of others better because of your journey. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me and thank you for the lovely conversation and good luck with your book. Thank you. You'll be hearing all about it, I'm sure. Great. <laughs> so I'm just going to finish with, and so it is, namaste. Well, that wraps up our chat for today. Thanks for joining me. And if you want to learn more, go to susanburrell.com. You can contact me through the website. There's blogs for you to read. There are videos to watch. And remember, I am an intuitive healer and spiritual guide at the crossroads of life. And I would be more than honored to help you on your journey to live an empowered life. And so it is. Namaste. Namaste.